This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to Sex, Contra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. I'm your host, Francesca Gentile. And with me today is Akasha. Akasha is a very playful metaphysician with a, a complex journey in life that's brought her to Tantra. She has studied self-hypnosis, Reiki, energy medicine, Huna, and Tantra, and also visited the home of Edgar Casey in Virginia. Virginia Beach, Virginia. She's worked for over 15 years with individuals suffering from a variety of physical and mental disabilities, and I am delighted to have her here today. Good afternoon. How are you? <laughs> I am delighted to be in this show with you in this in this sacred moment in this precious now with you and with our listening our listening audience who are in their flow to listen to this show and harvest the teachings, the pearls of wisdom that will come from this. So welcome to everyone. And I always have an opportunity to talk to uh, the my, my guest before the show and tune in to what feels right today. So I wanted to let our listening audience know that we're really going with a flow of energy each time these shows come up that is just right right now, that is that tuning into spirit. And when Akash and I were tuning into spirit around what was going to be the the focal point of this show, we somehow came to the point where her life path with Tantra has also been a path of recovery from addiction. And I find this really, really fascinating, and we have not spoken of this before. So, Akasha, would you share a little bit about your life path and how it came into Tantra and, and how Tantra has actually supported that recovery? Sure. You know, I, first I do want to say that I had no intentions for us to even even go in this direction, and, and that's what's so funny about spirit. Spirit always leads us in the direction that we need to go, and sometimes it's not always what we think we know. So I'm, I'm excited about that. <laughs> um, for many years before I really had any spiritual awakening or, or anything, I um, suffered from depression real bad, and, and I became a drug addict. And um, for many years was a drug addict and trying to live life, and things weren't you know, going the way that, that um, I thought they should go. And... Um, just by chance, I happened to be re- I happened to read the book of Kama Sutra, and I and I saw that there was a deeper message in that book. So I began studying a little bit more um, about the understandings of the Kama Sutra, and I discovered Tantra, and it just seemed to resonate with me so deeply. Um, that I began to read as much as I could and study. And it's funny because often it would be, you know, up all night long, drug-induced, up all night long, and I was up all night long studying the uh, the Vedas or or reading um, 
different sites on Tantra trying to figure out, because most of what was being said about sexual energy and sexual acceptance and being true to who you are, that's what Tantra was about. And so I wanted to learn more. So I went um, and found that in Hindu Tantra, the story goes that Shiva, the god Shiva, um, decided to tell the story or tell the techniques to his wife Parvati. And so Parvati sat on his lap as he dictated the 112 techniques of Tantra uh, to her. And I found it to be almost like a beautiful song, and, and I began to read and study them. And um, and I found a couple of phrases that uh, seemed to really help me as far as um, uh, addressing my addiction. And uh, I used those uh, as a way of getting into my addiction. In other words, being able to accept the fact that this is what I'm doing rather than trying to fight it. Normally when you're, you're an addict of anything, whether it be alcohol, drugs, food, etc., you know, you're fighting and you're trying to quiet those inner voices and you're fighting it against it. And in Tantra, it's more of learn to open and accept that this is your imperfections as they are, the way they are. And once you can accept, you tend to transcend because the fight is over. There's no need to fight. You know, this is so counterintuitive, Akasha, to our culture. We have this very dominant culture that says, you know, you must... You must, uh, the will, you know, the will must conquer. And the, the uh, you know, what I say I'm going to do and I'm going to have power over my, my body and power over my sexuality. And it's all very push through, you know, push through, break through. And, you know, I think my body just tightens when I say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and what you're speaking of is this sense of, it's not, you know, it's it's paradoxical because it's not accepting it like, well, that's who I am, you know, I'm just an addict. There's nothing I can do. It's accepting like uh, like a like a rock accepts the river flowing, or like yeah. the the banks accept the river that flows through, and they're changed by it. But there's something about the acceptance that begins to soften us, move something, let us yeah. look more deeply. Exactly. I know that, um, you know, for me, it um, wasn't, as you said, it wasn't a matter of just accepting, saying, okay, I'm a drug addict and, and, um, or I'm an alcoholic and that's just the way I am. But it was a matter of, okay, the fight's over. I know that I have a problem or I know that this is going on with me. I'm aware. Now, let me dig deeper and find out what's really going on. And one of the processes, of course, is, uh, is meditation. I mean, meditation is key in Tantra. And what, by meditating on, you know, just learning to be more in tune and inside my body, I began to become more aware of my body. So when I, when I was wanting those drugs or wanting that drink or, or whatever it was, um, I could look inside and say, okay, what is it that's causing this? And that moment of pause allowed me to make a cognitive decision to say, wait a minute, I, this is not really what I want. You know, when we, if we're addicted to food, which is certainly uh, an issue we discussed, you know, you just grab something sweet or you just grab those chips and you sit in front of the TV and you're not even mindful of what you're doing. You just eat. Or, you know, if you're doing a drug, 
just you're not mindful of of that whole what it's really doing to your body. And um, through the time techniques, I was able to kind of become more aware and in tuned with my body, which um, really released a lot of desire for the things that were hurting me so bad. And in that regard, I have to say that Tantra is really transforming, and it's a, it, a wonderful way uh, of loving yourself and giving respect and control back to yourself. Mm, this is a part of Tantra that we don't often talk about, and I want to talk about more about that, that journey and, in effect, what is, what is addiction and, and how those phrases that you learned or part of those 112 techniques can support us to be more conscious, more aware, more present and joyful. When we come back from a break and a word from our fabulous sponsors, and we invite you to support our sponsors because they keep great shows like this coming to you, and we'll be right back. Imagine if you could become a way better lover in her eyes. Women, do you want deeper intimacy and orgasms far more intense, prolonged, and vivid than anything you've ever experienced? Expand Her Orgasm Tonight is an instantly downloadable, easy-to-learn 21-day training system for partners. Let Dr. Patty teach you the art of expanded orgasm. The genital massage techniques coupled with mind and heart opening practices will give you both full body, full being, orgasmic experiences. Then wait and see what happens. Curious? Want to expand her orgasm tonight? Oh yeah. And it's totally free to find out more. Get the three free pleasure guides plus the free orgasmic techniques mini course and when you're ready, get $100 off the original cost with promo code SAVE at expandherorgasmtonight.com. Welcome back to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra. Talking to the wonderful Akasha, a playful metaphysician and tantrika. And we were talking about Tantra and addiction, and you know, here we are in a you know, sexuality and relationship show, and how does this relate? And before we go into some of the practices, would you speak a little bit about how, what is addiction? You mentioned like we could be addicted to so many things. Can you go a little deeper into that? And how does that block the life force or eros or our kundalini when we're suffering from addiction? Wow. Well, you know, obviously when we're suffering from addiction, in fact, we're actually trying to block something. We're blocking thoughts or feelings that we're having and that we don't want to deal with. And when we block that, we're blocking our life force. We're blocking our path. I mean, our, our path of life is being blocked by the drugs. And when you hit that block, what happens? You get off the path that you're supposed to be on. And so the techniques that helped me, there was one that that um, really helped me. It said, it's technique number 25. Just as you have the impulse to do something, consider, stop. And what that meant to me was, you know, when I got ready to, to do my drug, I just took a moment to think about, is this, is this what I want to do? And, of course, in the beginning of my process, I said, heck, yeah, that's what I want to do, and I did my drug, you know. But it began to work on me because each day that I'd meditate or each time I'd do meditation and I'd, and I'd think about this particular technique, 
as I became, as I would be faced with the idea or the desire for the drug later on in the day or the opportunity to do that drug, I had less and less desire until one day I really felt empowered. So what the techniques do is really remove that block. It helps you push that block out of the way so you can go back to the path of life where you, you are supposed to be on. And that's the beautiful thing. And it doesn't mean that, you know, one of the things I thought was so beautiful was I was coming into my own and beginning to love myself rather than trying to block everything because I hated everything about what I was thinking or feeling or doing or the situation I was in. It got rid of that and allowed the life force to just move in the direction that it was supposed to. Beautiful, beautiful way of handling um, addiction. What I hear you saying is that there's a, uh, a, who's that quote from that says, most people live lives of quiet desperation, that we're, we're actually living lives in many cases that are painful to us, painful jobs, painful relationships, maybe painful past. And we start to create uh, behavior patterns. This could be with a substance. This could be, you know, we can be addicted to sex, to cleaning, to shopping, to food, to anything, to reading, to making people wrong, <laughs> to religion. Yes. And, uh, and that this, uh, this behavior pattern and or behavior pattern with substance is taking us away from our authentic life, that there's something here that spirit has called us to, to live, to unfold. And when the addiction starts to be relieved, when that sense of compulsion is, is softened or lessened, something about our authentic life comes forward. Yes. And yes. sometimes something we have to face. Um, and, did you find that there was that, as the compulsion was lessened, that there were things in your life that actually needed to be faced and changed, perhaps situations or careers or who knows what? Oh, of course. Well, I mean, my whole attitude towards my life had changed. And, you know, and it's funny because when I work with clients, um, one of the main things that we work on is, as I tell them, what the mind thinks, the body follows. So as an addict, the mind thinks these negative thoughts. What does the body? It craves the drug. So when the mind thinks and the body follows and, you, and your thinking is more clear and you're more positive-oriented, the body follows in such a direction. And I break it down to even a physical level for them to see. You know, I shake their hand one way with one intention and then I shake their hand or touch them in another intent. And it's very obvious the difference. And the only thing that's changed is what we're thinking in the mind. So, you know, when we're... In, trying to connect with another person or whether or not we're just trying to connect with our own self, one of the first things we need to do is check what's going on in the brain. And there's ways that the body teaches us to be aware through tight muscles. Maybe we're gritting, um, you know, the, the jaws or the shoulders are tight. Many people say that, you know, they carry all their stress in the shoulders. So if you become aware of that, that tells you, oh, wait a minute, What's going on? What am I disconnecting from? And then again, that gives you an opportunity to make a different choice or to at least be aware of what you're doing and get back on the path that you want to be on. Mm, beautiful. And I, I want to talk more about this and also how some of these principles, more of those 112 techniques and also how the principles that you're mentioning, you have a very wide background in Hukuna and Reiki and, and various things and how these metaphysical principles are actually somewhat universal when we come back from a break and a word from our sponsors. And we'll be right back. The spark of desire, the inner warmth of intimacy. This is Francesca. 
Do you long for an incandescent and eternally empowering relationship? My beloved and I have been training and teaching in the arts of love and intimacy for over 20 years. In our personalized coaching for individuals, groups, couples, in person or by phone, you will learn simple ways to ignite heart-opening passion, how to communicate effectively even under stress or trauma, key ways to breathe and increase stamina and pleasure, and how to heal past wounds and sexual dysfunctions. In our coaching, we compassionately and safely incorporate modern clinical sexology and ancient sacred sexuality teachings. To receive a free coaching consultation, call me at 510-759-3839 or email relationshipdiva at gmail.com. That's 510-759-3839 or relationshipdiva at gmail.com. Ignite a love life you love. Welcome back to Sex Tantra Kama Sutra, talking to Akasha, who has studied with sages and gurus around the world, from Margo Nan to Werner Erhard, Native American, Hindu, Taoist, Tibetan, South African, a, a little bit of a lot of things. And we were talking about these, these starting to talk about these universe, universal principles or universality that what Tantra says can also be found in various ways in various places and has that been your experience oh absolutely i mean um one of the things that happened while i was doing the study of of tantra is i did begin to get kind of led into some of the different uh, other cultures and um in there are always universal laws that are the same and, and it has to do with you know being internalized and being aware of who you are and loving yourself so you can move forward. You, can, you know, in Tantra, we talk about relationships that balances male and female. And, and if you don't love yourself first, you certainly can't love another partner, the opposite sex. So all of the different um, aspects that I studied talked about learning how to love yourself first so that you could love another person or even love the world, you know, everything. Um, and is there a and, technique or a practice that you found particularly effective in developing this sense of self-love? Yeah, to be quite honest with you, for me, the most effective thing that I did was I learned dynamic meditation, and it's an active, it's a meditation of Osho, whereby it's very cathartic. You release all the negative physically moving and breathing very hard and getting the physical aspect of all the negativity we carry out so that you can relax into that quiet meditation. And uh, for me, that, that was the most life-changing. Life uh, and um, other, you know, other um, principles such as Taoism, etc., doesn't have exactly that, but they have other things that um, are equally as effective. Um, you know, the Polynesians do their fire walking, so you still get to that certain level of mind, you know. Uh, the silver method of mind control is learning how to get yourself to theta level, the brain waves, so that um, you can kind of calm and, again, become more internalized, love thyself more so that you can share outwardly. So the silver method took the theta level of mind, which meditation is also the same. 
so there's there's that principle right there is one quieting the mind or calming down those brain waves um, so that you can be open, it can begin to feel that energy. Um, I, I would say that was probably one of the most transforming for me. Um, also becoming aware of my body as far as energy goes. Um, um, some some of them, some disciplines call it, you know, rather than the physical body, they're talking of the spiritual body. But nevertheless, we live in a world that's so outwardly that the universal laws of loving self, what the mind thinks, the body follows, et cetera, et cetera, is shared by all of those. So it doesn't matter. Um, and what's funny is um, as you get into it more, you find the commonality between even religious practices. Um, I just recently um, did a weekend retreat with um, a, a local Christian church group, and, and they were doing a marriage encounters. And it, most of the people said, what? What? I can't believe that. And I said, yes, and they were wonderful, and the love was there. They finally, you know, they, they absolutely enjoyed being able to love themselves so they could love their partners or their spouses the way they were supposed to. So in that regard, I think universal laws of love and, and, and light are, are, are prominent. Um, techniques, learning to be a witness, learning to be aware of what you're doing and aware of your energy. Um, again, if we're living in an outside world where we're looking and seeing and doing everything out away from us, when you learn to internalize and, and become aware of the body and what's going on with the body, that's another aspect that is so important. Um, in, in, in life changing, or at least it certainly was for me in, in kicking my habits. <laughs> what I hear you saying is that there's this sense of, you know, slowing down, which is, you know, we're, we're very radical when we choose to do this, to slow down, to take time, to say, what am I, what am I really feeling? And what, what, what is my, you know, what does my physical pain have to tell me? What, am, what does my depression have to tell me? to actually form a relationship with the self. Absolutely. And even when working with uh, sexual dysfunction, that the same is true. And that's the, one of the things I do is I spend a lot of time working with men on, on, on sexual dysfunction. And, you know, it comes from two directions, physical and emotional. And we go and look at both the physical and, and the emotional aspects of their sexual dysfunction. For women, it's the same. Um, if they have had a trauma, then it becomes an internalized or an emotional aspect. It also can uh, manifest physically. So when I work with women, we're, we're dealing with those types of things as well. It's, um, it's important to be aware, internalizing, of what you're thinking. Um, you know, in, in a lot of the meditations, you bring your awareness down to the seat of our existence, that root chakra, so we can really be depth in the depth of ourselves. That's really part of it, is, is really being aware of what goes on internally. Could, would you lead us in something right now? We have a, just a couple minutes left of uh, a process of tuning in. So guide us, if you would, if we are your we're your client and we're coming in and we're saying there's something maybe about our intimacy with our partner, maybe something about uh, not being able to access our, our libido in a certain way, or it's, you know, we, uh, you know, it's, it's disjointed for us or some aspect of how we're engaging either sexually or in our heart that's not feeling functional to us. 
how would you guide us into uh, tuning into our bodies and learning what's there? Well, certainly there are uh, tons of different ways that many, I'm sure many tantrics listening have their own specialties of how they do that. But, you know, for me, it begins very lightly at first. Um, I, I think it's important that you start light and then work your way in deeper and deeper so that you get comfort. If you go too deep, you know, too fast, you're scared. You get scared or you're uncomfortable because you're dealing with something you're not ready to. And it kind of blows it out of the water. So if I was working with, um, say, a gentleman who had uh, sexual dysfunction, the first thing I would do would be to have him start paying attention to how he acts when he is around his partner. What are the thoughts that are going on in his mind when he's around his partner or his lover? Often we have thoughts and and feelings that they just are running around in our head and we're not paying attention to them at all. We're just letting it, you know, you know, letting the tapes run. So one is become is awareness. So I ask him that if he will start being aware. Then we work with the physical body. Check the shoulders. Check the back muscles. What about your thighs? Are you gritting your teeth? How, that's another indicator that now you need to go back inside, inward. And when we focus on those parts of the body, that's the beginning of going inward and down. And then when it comes time for them and, and, and they're actually you know, making love or having sex, immediately they'll begin to notice the, the thoughts that run through their mind. Oh, no, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to have, this isn't going to happen. I knew I couldn't do it. And we deal with it. Stop that and go back to the breathing or go back. That's one of the main things is the breathing or the awareness of release. Feel the, what you're feeling. Go back to, to the arousal. Don't worry so much about what is going to happen. Go back to the arousal and, and use the breath. And using breathing is an amazingly transforming um, um, action uh, called pranayama. I'm sure most people know that. And so that's one of the main things that I teach is the pranayama and being aware of the breath. And I would say that 99% of, of my clients that have come to see me that have sexual dysfunction have written back or called me to tell me that breathing makes all the difference in the world. So I teach mm. them about belly breathing and how to breathe that energy up so that, again they're internalizing rather than thinking oh my god I'm not working I'm saying okay let's breathe and pull that energy up the back breathe and release the energy you know and let it go and cool the fire and as they they do this they feel more empowered it's an amazing you can see it you can see it when they're changing their mind is changing their body's changing and the confidence comes so that suddenly they're allowing their body to do what it's naturally made to do. Ah, you know, that sounds like our journey, like mm. all of us, our journey to return to what we're truly meant to be in, which is our aliveness, our dynamic flow of literally spirit, ki, chi, prana, ruach, flowing through our body and allowing us to live in full presence in the earth. Thank you so much for joining us, Akasha. And how would people find you and learn about you and, and your your programs, your services? How do they reach you? Absolutely. They can uh, visit my website. It's www.worldpantra.org. And there's a, they can um, email me from the website. Um, my phone number is also on the website. And I would love to... Uh, 
to talk to anyone. I, I do uh, programs via long distance, so you don't necessarily have to be in the Dallas, Texas area to uh, to study with, with me. Wonderful. Thank you. And I want to thank you, our listening audience, for being on these journeys with us, for being, for being those embodied souls that really want to bring the soul of sex and relationship to our world. And if you want to learn more about Akasha and see her picture, her bio, get the transcript, learn more about me, and learn more about my services, you can do that at www.personallifemedia.com. That's www.personallifemedia.com. Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. 